Coming up on Studios America, Rob Eno has the real story behind the controversial new COVID treatment the left is melting down over. You wouldn't really consider El Salvador the leader of anything, unless, of course, you're into crypto, which I am. We'll have more on that. And Americans are going to do the right thing, whether government approves it or not. So let's encourage that passion as we do overcoming Biden. Stu does America. How do you overcome a president that is this bad? It's not easy to do. There's a lot of big problems going on in the country right now. And the president, along with a lot of uh, people who voted for him uh, and who support him in Congress and in Washington and in the media, are all in the way. It's really hard to do. The media has kind of taken the initial shock of how bad the Afghanistan pullout went and have sort of started to wander off uh, and kind of wander back to the reservation a little bit. Uh, That's not a huge surprise. The Daily, a podcast uh, from the New York Times, their signature podcast, had a segment today about how will the Taliban rule this time? I'm sure it's going to be different. It's going to be a lot better. They had a reporter on the ground in, in, I think it was Kabul, and they said they don't seem, the Taliban, doesn't seem to be outwardly beating and raping women in the streets, at least in front of the New York Times reporter. And that's great, great news. They actually interviewed the Taliban spokesperson and a few people who make policy for the Taliban, and they told them all sorts of things. Now, is that important? Does it matter what the Taliban tells us? Do we trust the Taliban? I guess we're supposed to now. They asked him, you know, hey, will women be able to go outside and do things on their own by themselves? And the answer to that, I mean, because back in the day, the answer to that was no. The old Taliban said no, women cannot do things on their own. Now the new, improved Taliban says yes, as long as it's, you know, less than three nights, obviously. Three nights at a time, you can be by yourself and not be with a man. If you go to three nights or more, then you need a male guardian. So freedom up until the point it becomes a long weekend is basically the policy as I understand it. They also asked, will women be able to work? Well, yes, of course. See, the old Taliban, they said no. But Taliban 2.0, they say yes, as long as they're segregated from men. It's sort of a weird, conflicting set of policies. It's it's you're legally required to be segregated from men when you're going going to work. But if it gets to long weekend length, then you're required to be with a man. So segregation until requirement that you're desegregated or something. Uh, By the way, segregation from men uh, sounds a lot like what the woke movement is trying to do here. Safe spaces on campuses. Stay away from those evil patriarchal terrorists. Anyone who's different than you, you get to be segregated from. And now that's apparently a good thing, though I would argue it still is not. Unfortunately, no one in Afghanistan, including the Americans still stuck there, have the luxury of being segregated from the Taliban. That's a problem. We now have a learning, we're learning all sorts of things about the evacuation effort. And this is going to go on for a long time. There are going to be books written about this three-week period. Uh, and they will be coming out slowly over time. Will they come out before 2022? I don't know. Maybe not. We do know now, however, on the record, the State Department is blocking flights. This is no longer a secret. Listen. I just spoke with the uh, communications director of Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut. Right now, our 19 American citizens and their families 
140 SIV holders and their families. Those would be translators who worked with the United States military that are waiting to fly out of Mazar Sharif on those charter planes. That is being held up by the State Department and the White House. I, I want to repeat that. It is the State Department and the White House. I also heard that Senator Blumenthal at a tractor parade today in Western Connecticut had constituents complaining about how the Biden administration is fumbling and failing in terms of helping these Afghans get out of the countries. Uh, these are our allies, and this is a growing political problem for President Biden. It is not going to go away. He and Secretary Blinken must address it. Yeah, Blinken's in trouble a little bit on this. Um, one thing I'll say is you might notice that Senator Blumenthal, not exactly a conservative, he's even pissed off about this. This is going that poorly. Uh, Newsweek had an article over the weekend talking about these particular planes. And you'll have, there's some interesting details about what these planes are doing. These are, again, planes with Americans and others on them uh, in Masary Sharif that can't get off the ground because the White House and the State Department are blocking them. Six private char charter planes seeking to evacuate at least 1,000 people, including more than 100 Americans, out of Afghanistan, have been grounded by the Taliban amid negotiations with the U.S. State Department. An official with the NGO working on the evacuation told Newsweek the would-be passengers have yet to board the planes in the city of Mazar-e-Sharif, which were chartered by Mercury One, a charity founded by Christian conservative media personality Glenn Beck. The passengers include 142 Americans, 123 on the Mercury One funded flights with 19 on the flights chartered by Sahara, one of the other groups they discuss. Now, what's interesting here is there's a couple. It's hard to know exactly what's true here. I know Glenn knows a lot about what is true, and, and he's tried to talk about it as openly as possible. Um, uh, my understanding is that these people did get on the planes at one point, but then were removed from the planes. Uh, before they were uh, able to take off. And, and while, that, while the Newsweek article discusses this as if it's a problem with the Taliban, which of course it is, everything the Taliban is in, you know, involved in is a problem. But the only reason the Taliban was even involved in this is because the State Department screwed it up and uh, dragged their feet. They did not approve these planes to take off. Eventually the Taliban kind of noticed like, hey, what are all these planes kind of hanging out there for? They were then they asked them to deboard the my understanding is the paperwork from these people who were special immigrant visas, U.S. citizens were handed over to the Taliban. And now we don't know where everyone went after that. Uh, we know some of them are in safe houses. We don't know where everyone is. We hope everyone's going to be able to get back uh, to the airport and get on these planes. We'll hopefully have an, uh, an update from Glenn tomorrow on this program, as well as on the radio show, to kind of give you the latest as, as, as this is happening, because it's, it's shocking. It's shocking that our own State Department, our own White House, would get in the way like this. Fox News also has an exclusive related to this. They say the State Department refused to grant official approval for private evacuation flights from Afghanistan to land in third countries even though the department conceded that official authorization would likely be needed for planes to land in those countries, an email reviewed by Fox News shows. There's enough people who are pissed off in the government that have access to this information that are starting to leak it to the media. That's a good thing in this situation. Um, uh, though there are still people on the ground. And I know there's only some, Glenn has tried to talk about this. There are some things that can be said and some things that cannot be said. And it's really frustrating because you want to make sure, number one, holding someone responsible right now, pointing the finger at the right person, 
it's not important until these people are out of this country and away from the Taliban. Once that happens, we want to make sure that everyone knows exactly what went on here. And all of these stories that you're now seeing in the media, this was all over the place over the weekend and even on cable news, on left-wing sources, uh, you know, even Richard Blumenthal's picked off, pissed off about it. All of this is the background of what you saw on this show a week ago. On Wednesday, Glenn Beck came on. People noted he was a tad emotional uh, on the show because he had just come out of a briefing about this exact story where these planes are being held by the State Department and putting thousands of people and U.S. citizens, U.S. citizens, Americans in danger for what? To have a talking point? If you missed the segment with Glenn, this is what happened. I was told, prepare yourself for this one. This is bad news. And uh, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Um, our government is so out of control. And I, I, you know what the briefing was. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine anything that I want to do more then go on the air and scream this from the highest mountaintop. Yes. Okay. Like, yes. I can't tell you right now what is going on, but we're talking crimes against humanity. We are at that level with our government. It is. It, it is. I've stood at the burning, smoldering rubble of the World Trade Center. I it took me 10 years at least to get the smell out of my nose. OK, I've seen bad before. I've had bad briefings before. I've seen really horrible things happen in my life. Nothing, nothing, nothing like this. I would renounce my citizenship like that. It, what does it mean to be an American anymore? Evil. You know, I said early this morning at what, seven o'clock this morning, Pat came in and said, I call this evil. And I was like, well, that's not right. Evil. Evil. I have news for everybody involved in this. Everybody involved in this. Uh, I, I went in and I put my chips on the table. I know how it could end for me and anybody else that's involved in this. I already know. But I got news for you. To my dying breath, to my dying day, I will work to expose you. And believe me, if the American people find out what you are doing right now, uh... All your chips are going to be gone. You belong in jail. So what do we do here? What do we do with this? We have a situation where the president seems to be, I mean, I, I almost want him to be asleep at the wheel. That would be the better outcome here than what he's doing. He's actively working against keeping Americans alive in this situation. We know, think about this, 100, 100 Americans that we know of just on these flights. And by the way, as we've talked about, these are not the only flights. These are not the only efforts going on to rescue people from this country. It's much more serious than that. And here we have a situation where we have American citizens on planes that have been paid for by you. And they won't let them fly out of the country. How is this possible? I don't think the media is going to be helpful on this one. 
maybe a little bit here and there. We saw a couple of reports about it. And even though they weren't all accurate, at least they were telling the story of, of the American citizens who are trying to leave this disaster in progress. I was thinking about this uh, from as I was watching the coverage this weekend, how the media just doesn't seem to have the same focus on this as they do some of these other stories. Remember, remember back when Brett Kavanaugh was going for the Supreme Court and everyone came out and they talked, uh, they, they wore their handmaid's tail cloaks uh, and they, they just decided, you know, they had to show what, what evil this was, the, the, the Trump administration putting Brett Kavanaugh into office. Now, uh, you know, if, for those who haven't read the book or seen the Hulu series, you may not know this, but a justice getting confirmed to the Supreme Court who was accused of a crime four decades earlier is not that's not the plot of The Handmaid's Tale. That would make it actually a terrible, terrible series. The plot of A Handmaid's Tale is a little different. It's a country being overrun by a theocratic and violent movement who then go on to abuse women and force them into sexual servitude. That's the plot of The Handmaid's Tale. And it's also the plot of Afghanistan right now. No one seems to be all that worried about it, though. I didn't see anyone out in red cloaks to protest that. Maybe they were rentals. I don't know. At least that's what I thought until Texas passed their anti-abortion law. And wouldn't you know it? Guess what made another appearance in a, in a wonderful dance routine? Yes, the red cloaks are back. I guess they weren't rentals after all. What a surprise. All of this can seem really frustrating. The media is going to parrot the lies the administration brings up. The government is going to be incompetent and worse. But no matter how much it seems false to you at any given moment, remember, you can actually make a difference. You can't change everything, but you can make a difference. Through your funding of the Nazarene Fund, I am told over 5,000 people have been evacuated safely out of Afghanistan since the Biden catastrophe started taking place just a few weeks ago. And thousands more, including more than 100 Americans, will be saved very soon if our own government will just get out of the way. We always used to have this sort of obvious principle, no American's going to get left behind. That's a pretty low hurdle to clear, I always thought. It was just basic, of course, no American left behind. Now we've, uh, we've thrown an addendum on the end of that. I mean, as long as a talk show host and his awesome audience go all in and save them and pull them out of the war zone, then, yeah, of course, no American left behind until we want to stop them. All we can do is keep ratcheting up the pressure and do the best that we can to get the most people out of there as possible. When Mercury One was started many years ago by Glenn, he, there, was a, there was a concept of, uh, that kind of agreed with our ideology, maybe, as a, as a, as a show and as a, as a movement for conservatives. If we want the government to do less, then we need to do more. And that seems like a really sensible thing. And you know what? The audience here of The Blaze and of the radio show in particular stepped up and said, you know what, we are going to do something about this. They donated over $30 million. These planes, in the article, each plane, $750,000 a flight to get these people out. And this isn't me telling you, this isn't Glenn telling you, this is the mainstream media who knows this is true. At the beginning, they said it wasn't true. 
They didn't. You guys didn't donate all that money. You weren't really saving all these people. Well, now they're forced to admit that it is true. And it's the State Department and our own government and our own White House buildings you support, you fund. They are the ones stopping your dollars from saving people uh, in the Middle East. It's incredible that this is going on. If you want to get involved and you want to help, MercuryOne.org or uh, the Nazarene Fund um, are a couple places you can go to do that. It is a, it's been a, a real journey here to watch this happen because we've always seen the audience of uh, the radio show and of The Blaze step up when people are in need. This, though, activated people in a, in a different way. And I think, honestly, going through this week, this particular week, as we lead up to Saturday, the September 11th, 20th uh, anniversary, it's going to continue to hit people. You know, I, I, they're starting to show the sort of, uh, you know, retrospective footage of what happened 20 years ago this week. And that always puts me back into that moment. It always puts me back into that moment where I think to myself, how could this have happened? And now we kind of know the other side of this story, where it ends with the Taliban triumphantly taking control of the government once again. The media seems to want to take the risk. Maybe they'll just be nice this time. I don't feel good about that at all. But what I do know is I want to get the people, American citizens, American green card holders, those are permanent residents of the United States, legal residents of the United States, not to mention the special immigrant visas and others, Christians, religious minorities that are uh, at the the end of of a knife right now. All those people need to get evacuated to safety. And thanks to you, that's being done. But without you speaking up about it as well, they're going to continue to do this, I think. So we do appreciate that you're doing that. We do appreciate you supporting the Nazarene Fund and Mercury One. Back in a second. So let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the, is the bar my wife likes the, the most. They're everywhere in my house. They're always in the, well, not everywhere, but they're always in the refrigerator. There's always a couple spare boxes getting ready for the refrigerator. And they get in there, they get rotated around. We're talking flavors like coconut, uh, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream. They have a new pistachio one I've been seeing around the refrigerator lately. My wife uh, says the same thing to everybody. Get your box, put your box in the fridge, keep them chilled. She loves them chilled. 180 calories or 18 grams of protein, just a few grams of sugar, a few grams of carbs, depending on you know, how you're eating. Um, even if you're just eating because you like food, which is kind of how I eat, unfortunately, uh, you're going to love Built Bars because they taste great first. And then they make sure that they're healthy. It's true. Go to Built.com. You can get your Built Bars there. Built.com. The promo code is Stu15. You'll save 15% off your first order. It's so important to support these companies that support uh, the Blaze and this show and the radio show, because without without them, we could not be here doing this for you. And look at all the good that's being done, uh, not because of our dumb commentary, but because the audience is coming together to help people all around the country. Plus, these freaking bars taste great, so you're not going to lose. Built.com, 15% off with the code Stu15 at Built.com. Joining me now once again is Blaze Media critic and profound horse dewormer expert, Rob Eno. Rob, thanks for coming on the program. Hey, thanks for having me. I don't know if I'm an expert. 
Well, I, I'm at least in a rage <laughs> about the media. Yeah, I think that's I, and I have to present it as horse dewormer as a as a member of the media. I have to introduce this product that way, which is ivermectin. Uh, a lot of conversation about ivermectin. The media this weekend really fell into it when it comes to this particular drug. Can you walk us through the storyline? Yeah. So first off, I am not a doctor. Mm -hmm. I don't know if ivermectin cures COVID. Right. I know it cures some other diseases. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it cures COVID. What, what's really got me upset, and, and our, our colleague Daniel Horowitz and his conservative review podcast is really the one that, if you want to use the word red-pilled me, <laughs> red-pilled me on sure. this topic. Um, the fact that they use the word horse dewormer. Yes. Like every time they mention the I word, they mm. say horse dewormer. Yes. Right? Or they say bovine um, thing, something that's used on cows, Livestock. something that's used yeah. on this. Mm -hmm. And they keep saying it, mm -hmm. right? And they say that, you know, and it's the FDA that did this. Mm -hmm. It's the FDA and CDC who, yeah. for some reason, don't want to find a therapeutic for COVID. They just want everybody to keep getting a vaccine that, you know, I have the Pfizer vaccine. Apparently, it's, you know, as worthwhile <laughs> yeah, yeah. as like me injecting sugar water in my veins. At this <laughs> I point would disagree time. with that assessment. Right. But yes. Um, so I but now I need a third one. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> for whatever reason, the FDA wants people to do that. Mm -hmm and not to take therapeutics. Anytime a therapeutic that has shown promise in other viruses has been tried, mm -hmm. if a conservative mentions it first, then it's evil and shouldn't be used, right? I mean, we, we can go yeah. through the whole thing. Yep. So the media has followed suit, mm -hmm. and they say horse dewormer and things like that. And there is a problem, right, with people in rural areas who for a long time, I don't know if you know rural folks, I do, like I know farmers from Maine that don't buy penicillin at the regular store. If they get sick, they go to Agway mm -hmm. and they pick up some, you know, dog penicillin <laughs> or sheep penicillin, cut it up and then take it themselves. Mm. Right. This is this people in rural areas do this do with medicines all things. the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. um, not smart when, you know, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be ingesting a topical paste mm -hmm. when there's a pill for that. Sure. Right. But the media keeps doing it. In this weekend, Rolling Stone writes a story about some rural hospital somewhere in Mississippi, in Mississippi yeah. that mm -hmm. supposedly has 70 percent of their emergency room visits have been for people mm. taking horse to warmer cream right. and ingesting it mm -hmm. and stopping people from getting legs set and heart attacks cured and all kinds of trauma stuff because they've overwhelmed it. So the hospital's like, wait, what? <laughs> they never contacted the hospital. They contacted a guy that's like a sometime like part-time doctor that might work at the hospital sure right and then when they got called on it they don't offer a retraction what they offer is a oh it's updated yeah, update. the story's yeah. updated that's after the entire left has been like oh my god look what's happening yeah rachel maddow uh, was big right. on this uh, a bunch of left-wing people and and the actual number of poison control cases if i remember right was not 70 percent but two percent now, that, there's, a, there's a bit of a divide between those two numbers, Rob. Right. Just shoot. A little bit. Yeah. A little, little bit. <laughs> right. You know, it's um, like, yeah, it, it's just unbelievable. And what really gets me is the I word, ivermectin. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. We're off oh, of, no. we'll be off we're of YouTube, off YouTube now. now. But um, ivermectin, <laughs> in, you know, 30 to 35 YBC, that's years before COVID. Mm -hmm. I like to have that sure. scale. Yes. So the 1980s, for yeah. those of you looking at home, um, it was discovered. It was a microbe in the soil in Japan. These two Japanese guys discovered it. They found out that it had antiparasitic 
thing, so they started using it on animals, and then it got FDA approval in the late 1980s, so about 31, mm -hmm. 32 YBC, got the ability to be used in, in humans. And as time's gone on, for some reason, they found that it's more than an anti-parasitic, right? Mm -hmm. They found that it's an antiviral. So in, in 2012, there was a study that showed that ivermectin stopped yellow fever. Like you could use it to stop yellow fever. Mm. It's on the list of things that we told the Afghan refugees yeah. to take. This is incredible. This right? is an incredible that detail. That the CDC the said that the, the Afghan refugees should take. Yeah, the CDC recommends that every refugee from the region, and it's regions all over the world, but right. particularly where Afghan in the Middle East, everyone take ivermectin for two days before they come here, whether they're sick or not, right. just as a, a potential uh, preventative measure to bring over some weird parasite from the Middle East. Right. Like, and this, just because they do that, does not mean that it cures COVID or helps at all with COVID. Right. All it means is it is not just a horse dewormer. It, yes, can be used for that. However, it is also safely uh, prescribed to human beings all around the world all the time. Right. And, and, and it does have antiviral properties. Mm -hmm. That's why in 2015, it won a Nobel Prize. <laughs> Nobel the Prize. two people that discovered it <laughs> won a Nobel Prize because of the wide-ranging applications of ivermectin. It's been called, in, in the years before COVID, it had been called a wonder drug. Mm -hmm with multiple uses in May. And that's 20... why people were trying it with COVID, right? right. It's the same, it's a, a similar idea as hydroxychloroquine. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work, but w when you have a freaking pandemic going on, you try everything you can and right. you hope for the best. Because it's been an antiviral. Right. And specifically in 2017, there was a paper that showed that it stopped the replication of RNA viruses mm. in their tracks, mm. right? In May, 2020, there was a, a story and this is AC after COVID, YAC yes. after COVID, <laughs> that it was an antiviral with a broad spectrum antiviral ivermectin. Hmm. Now, all of the smart set on the left has been saying, well, no, it's just a parasite. It's a horse dewormer. It doesn't do antivirus stuff. No, no, no. It's an antiviral drug. Hmm. It has been used as an antiviral drug. In, the, in April of 2020, a Swiss doctor, Dr. Melvin Sanicus, um, did a study that showed in vitro, which means in a Petri dish, mm -hmm. right? So not sure. in C2, not in a person, mm -hmm. but in vitro in a uh, Petri dish. It had a 50,000 fold reduction in the replication of COVID-19 mm. or SARS-CoV-2, mm -hmm. right? So you had that. Um, it's just amazing to me. It's not like Donald Trump or you I, or me yeah. woke up some morning and said, you know, um, there's this horse to wormer. And because it kills like a tick, <laughs> right? Um, and, yeah. uh, and a COVID is kind of like a tick. Mm -hmm. So, like, I should go. We should tell everybody to go to Agway and Tractor Supply mm -hmm. and go <laughs> buy, you know, some tubes of horse to warmer and start taking it like this. Right. Right. It's not, not like, and it's mm -hmm. it, it was doctors. Yeah. Right. That knew that it had antiviral properties that said that they would do it. It's in phase three clinical trials right now to stop COVID. There is a phase three, not a phase one, not a phase two, right. clinical, which means that it has shown some prom promise. There is a phase three mm -hmm. clinical trial to see if it stops COVID. Yet we give emergency use authorization to a vaccine 
type that has never been used before, mm -hmm. an mRNA vaccine. Mm -hmm. We give it to the entire world. We don't know what the ramifications and long-term consequences of such may be. Mm -hmm. But we can't give emergency use authorization to a drug that may help. Yeah, and, and, and it's, you don't even, in a way, you don't need emergency use authorization because it's already on the market. Right, like ivermectin is just an—it would just be an off, uh, off the. Uh, right. What do they call it? Off the book? I want to say off the books. Um, the, it's called. Uh, the, I have that here. It's yeah. It's off, off label off prescribing. Label, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Ten yeah. to twenty percent. Yeah. Of every prescription given in the United States, according to the American Medical Association, is given off label. Yeah. Right. It's it, this is common 10 practice. To it's a common. common practice yeah and so that if, if you and that's what you know i think all of this comes back you said you're not a doctor and i am not either this is why of course the best plan of action is to talk to your doctor who knows your particular situation and ask them about all these things and see what they say i mean they may say ivervectin's the way the way they might say the vaccine's the way ask your doctor and that's the easiest way to go through this let me push back a little bit here on on uh on the the presentation of ivermectin I know that I, there's a couple feed store type livestock places that are around us, and I've seen them in giant with giant signs out in front of their building saying ivermectin is here. Now they're not doing that because there's a huge horse worming breakout right. all over the area. They're doing that to try to attract people to come buy it, and that's that's not a good practice. That is not a good practice. I I, I, I am fully okay, okay with people, you know. The, the local sheriff riding up and right. saying, you shouldn't be doing this, right? right? Mm -hmm. I am fully okay with that. And mm -hmm. I'm fully okay with the FDA saying, hey, guys, don't take horse to wormer. <laughs> but what I'm but not fully yeah, okay with the FDA about, saying yeah. is there is a human version. Talk to your doctor to see if it might be right for you. Sure. Right. Or, I mean, or that, just yeah. say acknowledging there's a human version. Right. Yeah, and they, not, yeah, they don't yeah. acknowledge it whatsoever. If you look at yeah. everything the FDA has put out, they call it a common horse to worm or a common yeah. bovine thing. And there's a reason they're doing it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're trying, trying to, it it down. to stop people. And they're trying to blame you and I mm -hmm. in Fox News and other people that are saying, hey, there's been some studies. Mm -hmm. Don't know if they're real, but there have been studies that say maybe take ivermectin. And talk to your doctor. I don't know anybody that has said, I want you to go to your feed store and get horse paste <laughs> and I want you to drink it. I want you no. to put it in some water and, and do that, mm -hmm. which not. would be stupid. Right. People at YouTube mm -hmm. to do. Right. But talk to your doctor. And that's what upsets me about everything surrounding COVID. Mm -hmm. It feels to me that they don't want therapeutics. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because I part of it is the Trump thing that you mentioned, I think, from early on. Hydroxychloroquine is the most clear example of that. But as I pointed out multiple times in the same press conference, he mentioned hydroxychloroquine. He mentioned remdesivir as a, as a hopeful right. uh, therapeutic. And for whatever reason, the right picked up on hydroxychloroquine. And the left decided they were going to go with remdesivir. And then we all acted as if there were teams for these drugs. And, and that's a dumb way to think about medicine. Ivermectin is sort of the same thing. It's, it seems it kind of came out of the same group of, of, of thought. I don't know, right. doctors and thought, medical uh, what, you know, thought, where they, you know, were hydroxychloroquine. It was kind of that same, you know, I saw a lot of the same people let's pitching it. it. Yeah, let's try it. It's a cheap, uh, available a thing you said the magic word cheap and available see i i'm not as you know yeah, yeah, i, I yeah, heart you, big you pharma said, i'm a big yeah, pharma yeah, fan. Yeah, you said you said you know but it, i but like i do think that like you know monoclonal antibodies is another thing that have come out because which is 
basically a therapeutic. And that's, you know, seemed to have been, oh, that's okay to talk about. Like, there's well, just... Well, sometimes not. I mean, because yeah. Joe Rogan, like, yeah, he, he said, yeah, I he, took the monoclonal antibodies, I took the ivermectin. <laughs> he threw everything I at. took everything. Yeah. And, like, the media went absolutely nuts. Mm. CNN in particular. Joe Rogan said today he's thinking of suing CNN really? for defamation. Why? What, what did they say that was because at that they, level? Because they said that he was taking the unproven... Horse the wormer in all, you know, yeah. anti-parasitic yeah. livestock medicine. No, he had a doctor that prescribed it to him. And I now this 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 hit me with the Joe Rogan thing a little bit in that there is this passion. And I think it's on both sides at the fringes, but the fringes of the left are now like mainstream media. So it's is more noticeable to me there. But there seems to be this almost rooting on of Hopefully harm comes to Joe Rogan because he was skeptical of the vaccines or he is embracing ivermectin or whatever it is. There's like this desire to see him have harm come to him so that we can prove our point. And I do think that 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 also happens with people who are skeptical of the vaccines where they they seem to cheer on sometimes people not cheer on, but like you know, bring up every little example of someone who might get sick who is vaccinated. I don't think either of those are helpful. I think it's a really weird human instinct to try to do that, that now, type of thing. Now, did you know that, that only Republicans are dying from... <laughs> right. Only unvaccinated Republicans are now dying from coronavirus? There are no breakthrough deaths. Yeah, I, I've had people uh, tell me that over and over and over again. Who do you they, think they RFK Jr. is? He's no Republican. Right. Like RFK Jr. is one of the biggest anti-vaccine guys out there. Yeah. He's been doing this for decades. He's a he's a Kennedy. Uh, Jenny McCarthy is no Republican. Right. right. Like these are pe- the, the, the anti the, the, the actual you know, people call everybody anti-vax that has any questions about a vaccine. But like the actual anti-vaccine people who've been doing this for a very long time. Yeah have been all over the board, and a lot of them have been hardcore left-wingers, and all of a sudden those people have disappeared in this crisis. Right, but, but what, get, what gets me, back, back to the, the, you know, only Republicans are dying, all of that stuff. Yeah. They call you anti-science, Stu. Mm-hmm. They don't look at the data. They use words like, there are no vaccinated, pe-. it's not the vaccinated people that are dying. Right, I, right, right. But, but no, no, there are true. vaccinated, I, I can show are. you. Yeah, that there, of course there are. Israel. At one mm-hmm. point in time, one of the most vaccinated places on Earth. Mm-hmm. There have been other European countries yeah. that have surpassed them because there's vaccine resistance in the Orthodox community and some other places. Yeah, it kind of shot up to 60 percent right. and then flatlined. But if you look at if you look at them right now, they have the highest case totals that they've ever had during the entire mm-hmm. pandemic. This third wave is hitting them harder than any other one. And if you look at their deaths, their They're deaths are up. about to be averaged to higher than the first wave. Mm. Yet they're one of the most vaccinated places on Earth. But if you question that, they say, well, who's the ones that are dying? Well, they're not giving me the data. We find out today there was a story in GovTrack.us. That's a, a government. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they talk about things that happen in the government, yeah. right? In government agencies. The CDC is withholding information and not reporting information on breakthrough cases and breakthrough hospitalizations yeah. and breakthrough deaths because they don't want you to know the information. This isn't me saying it. This isn't the right wing nut jobs at Blaze sure. Media yeah. saying it. Mm-hmm. This is GovTrack.us who covers the federal government in supposedly a nonpartisan way. Yet any of us that question it are, 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 are said that we're anti-science, that we don't know what we're talking about. If you say that Dr. Fauci, you know, Dr. Fauci said that he didn't, you know, fun gain a function research so we didn't except the intercept gets a you know a treasure trove of emails that said that they did <laughs> right, right? right right like uh, it's mm-hmm. 
It's that team thing that you're talking about. I just want the truth, Steve. Yeah, and I want this to go away. You know, and I want to be able to believe you. government. Yeah. I have apps. I, I don't believe anything that comes out of the <laughs> mouth of anybody that works for a government at any level in this country at this point in time. And COVID did that. So there you have it. Rob Eno says, go to the pet store and get some horse No, space. I did not. No, he did. I did. <laughs> Ban him from all social media. Rob Eno, media critic uh, extraordinaire, of course. And uh, ivermectin um, uh, expert. Uh, and he says he's a physician. I've I'm not seen. a physician. Okay. I never. I played one in community <laughs> theater. Okay, there he is. There Here we go. That's more than a lot of people who are on TV have done. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, no, thanks so much for coming on the program. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Happy Bitcoin Day in El Salvador. It's true. This is today is the day, the very first day Bitcoin has been accepted as an actual like legal tender currency uh, anywhere in the world when it comes to uh, an official policy of a country. El Salvador has a you know, young, sort of innovative president who's trying to bring this uh, to the people there. And it's interesting to see the same people sort of always attack uh, cryptocurrency. This is what always seems to occur. Um, you know, <laughs> there's just some funny stuff that if you want to go back and look at the records of a lot of the people who are, are, are complaining about this, and they're complaining about it because today, I don't know. I kind of expected it, but people, you buy the you buy the build up and you sell the actual event. You know, that's how a lot of investments go. So there's a big kind of rise of, of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies over the past couple of weeks uh, up to Bitcoin Day. And then today it fell by about 10 percent, um, bouncing off of uh, lows that, you know, ticked down for a minute. What's interesting, though, is that the same people who every single time it goes down, the same people are tweeting about how they were right the entire time. When it went from like 4,000 to 2,000, they were like, I knew this was done. And then they, when it was 10,000 to 8,000, I knew this was over. What a sham. It's a scam. Then it went from like all the way up to 19,000 and back down to 5,000. Everyone's like, this is over. I've been telling you the whole time. Everyone got screwed over this. And then it went back up to 10,000 and it went back down to 8,000. And everyone's like, oh my God, this is over. I can't believe it. And then now we're still having the same people with the same opinion when it goes from 52,000 to 48,000. Like, there, yes, there are a few people who bought Bitcoin over the past month or two that are down. Everyone else who's ever purchased it and held it is up in an incredible amount. There's going to be bumps in the road when it comes to trying to implement this to a country. If you really look at Bitcoin, you can question whether it's the right one of these cryptocurrencies to be sort of the everyday exchange sort of currency that some people are looking for. But the bottom line is this has been, you know, if you've been involved in cryptocurrency for any length of time, it's probably been the best investment you've ever made in your entire life. And all the people who've been bitching about it this entire time have sat there and tweeted from the sidelines as everyone else around them got rich uh, and, you know, you get up all you, hundreds and thousands of percent on your investments and it ticks down. So now you're only up 900 percent and they act like they've just won. I don't even I don't even understand these people anymore. Uh, at the very least, if you're someone who doesn't want centralized government. Now, I understand if you're way on the far left, why you might not like cryptocurrency. But if you're someone who wants to get away from centralized government, this is your way around it. People talk about this all the time when it comes to, well, you know, are we going to ban someone from social media? How do we fight back against that? Do we pass a law that cracks down on some of these big tech companies? There might be some wiggle room there. There might be some things you can do. But like none of this stuff is ever going to be solved as long as human beings are involved. 
there's always going to be some reason to censor someone. That's that's what cryptocurrency gives you is the total abandonment of that system. No one can censor it. It's impossible. Once it's there, it's there and it's there forever. That is the strength. This is our way around all of this craziness that we're dealing with right now. It's getting stronger and stronger. And mainly people on the left are getting more and more frustrated about that. They're going to try to crack down on it eventually. I'm here for the ride on it. You know, I mean, I've been doing this for a while. But uh, it's an interesting thing. A really big, important day today. El Salvador. Happy Bitcoin Day. Let me tell you a little bit about Moink Meats. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon directly to your door. If these are unfamiliar terms, let me put it this way. Moink delivers you the best meats on the market. It's what they do all the time. These are animals that have been raised outdoors, fish that live wild in the ocean. Their meat is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugars, and all the other junk you find prepackaged in the meat aisle. Now, I don't eat meat. You probably know that already. I just stuff my food with pastries all the time. I'm just constantly down the gullet with cookies and donuts. But my friends and family do. I'm the guy who mans the barbecue grill. That's my job. And they love Moink. This is the best stuff you're going to get from all over the place. Uh, Moinkbox.com slash stew. If you do that uh, today, you're going to get a year of bacon for free. I mean, that's really probably all I have to say to most people. A year of bacon for free. And you can pick what meats you want delivered in your first box. It's a great deal. Change what you get each month if you like, and you can cancel any time. Go to Moinkbox.com slash stew right now. Get a free bacon for a year. It's one year, the best bacon you'll ever taste for a limited time. M-O-I-N-K box.com slash stew. Moinkbox.com slash stew. Go to youtube.com, search for my name, Stu, and you're going to get to my channel. Uh, Please do that. I do appreciate it when you do. You can comment during the show whenever you want. All the episodes are there. On your next Power Hour, you should each take a bite of a Kexi cookie instead of drinking beer. It would be so awesome. I would play along. I will tell you, 60 bites of a Kexi cookie is definitely going to cause your death. It's going to be a great death. You're going to love it, but you're going to be so full you might explode. Those things are so delicious. Uh, that's Pat's cookie, a cookie Company, if you don't know that. K-E-K-S-I. Com. They have a whole new list of flavors out. We've taste tested them on Friday's show. They are delicious. you got to try them if you haven't yet. And it's a great gift, too. That's not a paid commercial. I just love Pat. I love Jackie. I love their cookies. That's just the way it works. Um, also, your reviews would be very, very much appreciated wherever you happen to read or ch- check out this podcast. Stu's Stupid Show. Shouldn't call it stupid, but mighty entertaining. Five stars for content and guests. Only appropriate five stars for this stupid show. They say it that way because five stars is the appropriate number of stars for this show. Anywhere you can do a uh, review, wherever you're doing your podcast, please do, uh, because it not only helps the show, it hurts others, and that's the most important thing. Back in a second. Okay, so here's what happened. All across the country and around the globe, cats are dying. Dying, unexplained deaths seemingly related to stress. What is stressing out a cat, you ask? You, people like you, who are home too much. That's right, cats are used to having kind of the run of the place. And now people, because of the COVID situation and all the working at home, now the, the owners are around all the time. And basically, bottom line is they hate your guts. They hate you. 
You know they're going to kill you eventually. That's how you're going to die. Your cat is going to murder you in your sleep. By the way, uh, tomorrow uh, we might have some Gavin Newsom stuff. Definitely the big election is next week. Don't forget, anyone else for governor, no matter who your governor is, as long as they suck, you need this stuff.